Rapunzel! 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 You know her name. Think you can keep up? Ooh! And coming to Disney Channel, one unforgettable night. What are they? Will change the Rapunzel you know again. Whoa! What? Did you see the 70 feet of my father's going to kill me growing from my head? Get ready for the new Disney Channel original movie, Tangled Before Ever After. So what do we want to do here? Maybe a bob? Just cut it. Uh-oh. There shouldn't be any uh-ohs. Uh-oh. Starring Rapunzel, yeah. Eugene, Pascal, Maximus, <laughs> and of course... <gasps> Surprise! The hair. It won't ask how it grew back. I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation that you'll share when you're ready. Thank you for understanding. Oh, come on, really? You gotta be here for the hair-raising, yeah. can't-miss movie event, Tangled Before Ever After. The start of the new series, Tangled, coming to Disney Channel. Welcome, one and all, to the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler Darshay. Joining me on the podcast today via Zoom. Once again, we have Jonathan Edward. How's it going, guys? And our very good friend, all the way from Los Angeles, Ava Moss. Hey, everyone. And joining me for the very first time here on the podcast without a cool acronym, you know her from the Twitter feed at It's Kate the Great, all the way from Northern Florida, ladies and gentlemen, Kate the Great. Hi. How's it going? It is great here. How about you? It's good. It's very good. First day of March, as we're recording this right now. So we're out of February. It's so yes. sad. We're out of February, and that also means we're coming up on one year of uh, everything. So yes, I, my sister said we have to watch uh, Tiger King, you know, to commemorate the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do it again. Years since that. It's crazy to me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, the episode I just dropped today as we're recording this, um, as we're recording this on Monday, is all about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which opened right before everything kind of went to hell. So it's fun that we're coming up on that one year anniversary. That was crazy. I remember going to ride it with you for your birthday. That was... Yeah. That was... Wow. That was forever ago. It was it was a year ago, and it was also a hundred years ago. Um, we're not talking about that today, because um, today we're going to be talking about Tangled the series, specifically the um, movie pilot Tangled Before Ever After. Um, so, what's everyone here's connection to Tangled and this show? Oh, I, I guess I can go first. I I have always been a fan of Disney TVA. Um, and their spinoff series of uh, Walt Disney animation features. Um, I was a big fan of the Hercules, Aladdin, Little Mermaid shows um, from back in the 90s, and even Lilo and Stitch the series. So I love when they can expand the world and further develop the characters, um, and they have you know the bandwidth to do that and dive deeper into the stories of their characters, and it just gets a little richer. So I am always there when Disney TVA pulls out a show based on a feature. So my connection to Tangled the series is I was, I'd heard good things. I had seen the clips on Twitter. I remember specifically at the beginning of last year as the show was wrapping up. And so I put it just kind of on my to watch list eventually. And during quarantine, I had a lot of time to get to a lot of different shows. So the big one I watched was Steven Universe, but the other one was Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. And so I binged it over the course of about two or three weeks. And I just thought it was a really fun, very well animated series. Like it's it's definitely aimed at a younger audience, but the, I think the third season is as strong as any of the of the best seasons of other Disney TV shows. So my friend actually got me into it. Um, I saw a lot about it on Twitter and it looked amazing. The story looked amazing, the characters. Um, so I finally said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I did, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I watched over half the season of season one in one night. <laughs> and it was just amazing. 
I, it, this was actually like maybe it was less than a month ago that I actually got really into it. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I just really fell in love with it. So I kind of mentioned this as we just started, uh, as we had started the call, but I actually have not really seen the show at all. So we're kind of coming into an interesting perspective. I'm the one that's kind of the newcomer to all of this. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. I have seen, I think, bits and pieces of the movie. And I have seen bits and pieces of the series here and there. But see, this show was coming out right around the time when, because this came out in 2016, right? 2017. 2017. Yeah, so we didn't have cable. So that's why I never really got around to watching it is because we never really had cable. So even when um, there was that period of time in 2017 when I uh, was unemployed for like a couple months, I did not end up going to go watch the show at all. Um, And that's a shame because I really do love Tangled the movie and um the little ever after short that all of this show is kind of sandwiched between the movie and that little um short so it's kind of interesting how it's like okay so we're gonna go back and obviously i know the hair comes back because of something that i know we'll see in this movie i'm I'm not quite sure how that works but at least there's a canon explanation for it that they can borrow for the parks so that's i feel like good. it was it was a disney marketing came in and said uh if you're gonna sell this show she's got to have her hair again it's the right it's like all right we got we got to figure out we how to get her hair. hair back for the marketing otherwise nobody's gonna know what this is <laughs> well you mean we can't have a show that just has a strong female lead with with uh, brunette hair no of course not disney has two we have to have the princess look like the princess from the marketing from the original movie, especially since it's 2D animation and people will get confused. Yeah, what I really like about the, just the whole franchise in general of um, the, on the TV side, they were really able to explore Rapunzel before she got married. And you could go on journeys with this girl who's been locked up in a tower for all of her life and she has to deal with making friends. It, she goes through, you know, no matter how dramatic the adventures can be, especially in Before Ever After when she gets her hair back and these rocks come and she has to figure out what her destiny truly is. She's, she's faced with little things like making friends, developing boundaries and the relationship dynamic between her parents. And they really tackle heavy subjects you know, throughout the series. And it's very interesting to see how, you know, a Disney princess deals with those and, you know, how she has to navigate coming out of the shell and growing into, you know, she's going to be a queen eventually. And so I just love going along on that adventure with her and she takes everything in stride. I love that. And of course it's uh, Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi back playing Rapunzel and Flynn. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, having the original voice cast back adds so much to the show. Absolutely. That's something that I really love about uh, Lilo and Stitch the series as well, is they got like the actual voice cast back. Uh, they got um, DeVay Chase to do Lilo, and it's great. We're going to tackle Lilo and Stitch the series down the line. Just you wait. <laughs> Just you wait. I'm planning on especially those crossover episodes i think i'm planning on doing like a whole month just dedicated to the lilo and stitch crossovers i need to yeah. watch that. i haven't watched it yet but i Old love it. Disney plus. i need to watch Disney it plus. and you know it's amazing how insanely marketable that show was because that's a very similar show to um tangled the series where they kind of got uh a sequel spinoff to start the show uh, but then they ended up having another movie as kind of the series finale um but it's it's amazing just how successful they were at making that a super marketable show in that the parks to this day still sell angel plushies that is true they still the have angel plushies TVA show only appearing like actually appearing in the parks as merch is very like rare. like not just the regular plushies but they have the new snazzy nuimos plushies oh from the stitch anime 
Yeah, well, well, yeah, like it's 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 still stitch. No, it's still Stitch and Angel. Japan probably has all the characters from the Stitch animes, and I want to talk about that too. But I don't know where I can actually get that to be able to watch it easily. Especially, there's a certain episode where they go to a uh, certain theme park in Tokyo. <laughs> that I definitely have to see that but there's not a dub that exists of it to my knowledge but we're getting really off topic here um i, lo- I love tangled i love the movie I, it's one of my favorite of the disney animated movies just because of how fun it is yes i love i've always loved the tangled like actual movie um i i remember watching it as a kid and feeling like I didn't get all of it when I was a kid, obviously, because there's always some things that you just don't get. But um, I actually watched it recently again before I watched the series. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so well-written. And there's not a lot of movies like that. Like a lot of Disney princess movies like that, in my opinion. It was just very interesting to see again. I guess. This is a story of how I died. Yes. <laughs> I love the opening. <laughs> and what's so great about that is you've completely forgotten about it by the time you get to that point in the movie. Like, it's like, oh, it's such a big sport, but then you just completely forget that that was the thing that happens. Yeah. And it comes and it's just like, oh, well, that's right. This was the like, story oh, about- he did kind of die for a second there. It's true. You're making so- me, you're, Kate, Kate, you're making me feel old. You watched Tangled as a kid. I was like 16 <laughs> when it came out. Yeah, I'm, I'm a baby. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how old I was, but I was very young. <laughs> I think I was 10 when I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how young I was, but I was very young. <laughs> I don't know that came out after I moved to Florida. Yes, it came out. It came out in 2010, and um, up to date, it had been the most expensive animated feature to be developed. Um, I it, it spent a it spent a lot of time in development. And originally, Glenn Keane was going to direct, but then um, we had uh, two uh, two other directors take over. But I, I have to say that that uh, lantern scene when they're in the boat that was uh, boarded by Mark oh, Smith. Oh and and it, it was it's just magical simply magical oh that really scene, is i love i'm getting chills just thinking about that scene again. that's so good definitely one of the most expensive movies ever made to this day i think it cost 300 million to make well least. i just think about how much you're having to do just animating the hair yeah that's why they went to 2d for the show they couldn't have yeah done 3D they couldn't afford no that <laughs> um and we should probably talk a little bit about the animation speaking of which um the show was animated by of course mercury filmworks who uh we just talked about for a little bit on last week's episode about mickey and minnie's runaway railway um uh, mercury filmworks is awesome they do great work and the show has a really nice style to it it looks really good it looks better than 90 percent of adult animated series that's i mean sure. that's not a high bar clear because most adult animated series look like garbage it's true oh my gosh unless they're like like seriously the only one that actually kind of looks good Final other phase? than like i mean like okay rick and morty but like even then they they kind of go lean towards a lot of the gross out stuff but at least the general character designs are not terrible but like honestly, Camp Camp, and that's about it. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of other shows that actually have like designs that I'm like, oh, that's like an appealing character design that looks good. Uh, so we're we ready to watch the the movie. Let's do it. Yeah. Movie's kind it. of a movie's kind of a strong word because it's like it's not even quite an hour, but oh well. <laughs> we're Disney watch Channel it. original. It, it's it was a Disney Channel original, so. We'll be right back right after we watch Tangled Before Ever After, right here on the podcast without a cool Hey everyone. So obviously this past year has been an absolute train wreck for everyone. For a while my mom had been able to work from home, but she was laid off from her job at the end of October, and it's been really, really tough for her to find a job in her field. She was recently accepted into an MBA program so that she can actually get her master's degree, and was expecting to be able to pay for the whole thing, But then the tax refund she was counting on was unexpectedly withheld, so she set up a GoFundMe to help pay for it. If you can help out, that would be absolutely amazing, and even if you can't donate, if you could just share it, that would be a huge help. Just search for Malia DeRoche on GoFundMe. Long ago, in a faraway land, 
there was a prosperous studio run by a middle-aged CEO. In an era of princesses and flashy musical numbers, the studio decided to go in a different direction, and thus their most unique creation was born, and they called it The Emperor's New Groove. But The Emperor's New Groove is more than just one movie. There's an entire expanded Grooveiverse out there, and I intend to explore it all on The Emperor's New Podcast. Hi, I'm Micah Hirsch, and I'll be your host on this whimsical journey as I'm joined by special guests to discuss every corner of this underrated franchise, from movies to television to theme parks. You can hear all about it on The Emperor's New Podcast, available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Be sure to stop by and give it a listen, and remember, beware the groove! All right, so oh, we're sorry. back. Um, Ava actually had some stuff come up, but... Um, she's going to record some stuff later, and I'm going to stitch it in throughout this podcast. So this is going to be kind of interesting, but uh, I have an idea of how I'm going to do it. So that's cool. Anyways, wow, that was a really good movie. I really enjoyed that. Yes. Yes. It was so good. I love it so, so much. Oh, my gosh. Everything is just, everything is easily on par with the movie. It's just pitch perfect, really. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like the animation's great, the the voice acting is phenomenal. Oh my gosh! I, I can mean, never get over the songs, even if it's just the t- same two songs the entire time. I will never get over them. The, the songs amazing. are great, and obviously, it's great to have uh, Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi. Um, so going through my notes, I, Flynn at the beginning is still such a great narrator. I don't know if they do that is kind of a runner throughout the whole series or if this is just or they just do this for the movie and kind of do more of a traditional route for the rest of the series but i really like having flynn open the whole thing yeah i don't think they circle back on that until the end that would make sense in my notes here i kind of stopped taking notes as it got to the you know where where stuff really started picking up because it's like i was so invested in just watching but um my goodness, Flynn and Rapunzel just have such a great, playful relationship. They're so adorable. I really love them. Yeah. They're so witty back and forth to each other. It's like, you know, they're, they're really a perfect match. Because, I mean, in the movie, Rapunzel's a bit more um, naive. And you can tell that she's been, you know, living with Flynn in the castle for the past six months. And, you know, they kind of have rubbed off on each other. You know they're they're a good pair. <laughs> they are. It's really it's really satisfying to see them together. I keep wanting to call him Flynn, but he he goes by Eugene for <laughs> everyone else. Yeah, you'll get used to it. Trust me. <laughs> um. Oh, I also have here on my notes a reference to Hilda. Watch out for the trolls near the wall. <laughs> yes, that's right. Can't there's go, not trolls. Can't go, can't go past the wall. There's not <laughs> trolls, but there's other stuff. Um. Also, they keep mentioning that they doubled security. Yeah, uh, great job that did. Yeah, really. <laughs> it was an inside job, much like other um, other invasions of uh, of government buildings I can think of. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, and the kingdom is called Corona, so you know there's that too. Yeah. We, we love that that was that was that was part of why i had to watch it during quarantine i was like i'm always <laughs> gonna tie corona to watching the show during the and, okay the beer and the kingdom from tangled exi- existed before all of this happened yes it did and it's crazy to think about that because as i got into the series more i actually forgot like i just forgot that you know that about the irony like at first i was like oh my gosh <laughs> It's Corona. <laughs> After that, I just forgot about the irony. <laughs> I mean, Corona just means crown. So it's like, okay, when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, it's fine. But right, exactly. Still, it's just like, uh, and um, like I said, with the, with the beer, it's like, I would hate to be on the marketing team for that right now. It's like, okay, how do we mention our, our, the name of our product as few times as possible? And who, who plays the... Who plays the mom? I know Clancy Brown plays the dad, but who plays the mom? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I have, really the only voice actors I know are the main ones, and another character that you'll meet later. But um, yeah. Yeah, but oh my gosh, 
Clancy Brown as uh, the king and Rapunzel's dad is just so good. He balances the I care for you with also I'm way, way, way too serious. How would you react if your infant was stolen from you in the middle of the night by a witch and was locked up in a tower for 18 years of her life? Exactly. Like, his character makes sense, but he still makes some some pretty terrible choices as far as parenting. Yeah. Um, but he's a Clancy Brown character, so that's to be expected. I mean, she's she's 18 at this point. Like, she's an adult. Like, he she's shouldn't have that authority over her. Yeah. Like... But I mean, she is still a royal, so it's like, you know, it, it does make sense that there would need to be security, but I mean... Royal's gonna royal. Yeah. It, it certainly doesn't seem that way in the uh, in the epilogue of the movie, though. You know, she's hanging out and doing whatever, and um, you know, like, Pascal is free to eat an orange that someone gives to him, and nobody stops that from happening. That is, that is, true. like, you're talking about the epilogue to, like, the main The main movie, movie. Yeah. yeah. Which I think takes place before this series. Yes. Before being, yeah, so that takes place before this series, but then obviously Tangled Ever After takes place at the end of this timeline. And it's like, you know, it's kind of funny to think, sort of like with the, this is what happens anytime you make a prequel to something, even if it is just a short film. It's kind of like, you know, with The Little Mermaid, if you go back and look at the series, it's like, hey, yeah, remember that one time when there was that scientist doing those crab experiments? No? Yeah, me neither. Because <laughs> it's like the, the movie is kind of this straight up love story. And then you've got this show with like all of this insane shit. <laughs> yeah. It goes, it goes all over. The, like, I think... And I was talking about this with my family when they were watching it. Like, they just, like, took pages from, like, every different movie. Like, there's an episode that's inspired by Inception in season two. And there's an episode inspired by the Maze Runner in season two. You're talking and, like, about Tangled, not not uh, uh, Little Mermaid, right? Right. No, this, this is Tangled. Like, they take a lot of concepts from big, high-budget stuff, and they kind of, like, can make it concise and understandable for ages seven to nine so it really is following in the footsteps of the little mermaid series but i think this is way better it holds up way more than the little mermaid series at the very least the animation is an upgrade oh the the animation's way better i mean not to not to not to say anything against the efforts of the animators who worked on the little mermaid series because it's like you know the conditions they were working under they were having to do everything by hand and produce yeah. it for a saturday morning budget so you can understand why it turned out that way um this is the first time i've seen animation that like in that style i guess if that makes sense but um i was very very pleasantly surprised throughout the series how it went yeah i mean this is obviously all still done by computer even though it is 2d it's still animated with computers the same way a lot of shows are animated these days right even, you know, all the board-driven shows, they're still all animated by computer. Yeah, I think the lack of line art really takes it to <laughs> another level. Like, yeah, it, it looks really good. It it conceals the fact that it's a lot of it's puppeted animation and the rigs that they built are so complex that, like... Yeah. You, you can hardly even tell it's a character rig. And Mercury's really good at doing stylized animation. I mean, you look at tangled hilda and the mickey shorts you would never guess and, and star versus season one you would never guess that all these shows were produced by the same company because they all have a very distinct look and feel to them and that's great i i, I will never stop singing the praises of mercury filmworks because they are awesome yeah and i we think them. they do great work I, well, I think part of it too the reason their animation is so good is because they can communicate with the american studios because they also speak english yeah that's, so there's that's a lot less there's not the language barrier that happens with like Phineas and Ferb and the overseas studios. Where they're trying to work with like Snipple or whatever it is. Exactly. Over in, uh, where is Snipple again? Snipple's in... Snipple, I want to say like the Philippines. Philippines? Yeah. Yeah. Because they did primarily the first third of Candace Against the Universe, right? 
they did and it was really yeah. good. but they also do good work on ducktales so and animaniacs like too so i think i think a lot of people complain about the first third of candace against the universe this is kind of off topic but i think the biggest thing with that is just the conditions under which they had to produce that mm-hmm. you can understand why it kind of went the way it did I think it's bigger than the conditions because they literally did not follow line art guidelines for line art thickness for the first third of that movie. Yeah. I think there was somebody, somebody messed up on the it, style. It does look kind of weird. It does. And coming from someone who doesn't know that much about animation in that point, in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can tell it does kind of look weird. Definitely. Um, but like I said, that's not going to be a problem here because the animation is stellar. It's so, so well done. I mean, I've seen a few clips of some of the stuff they do later in the series where it's like, oh my gosh, how did they pull this off? Even with the computer stuff, it's sorcery. Honestly, the animation is incredible. One thing I really love about the Tangled Before Ever After film is that we get to see Rapunzel go on this journey to find her destiny. Um, I think her becoming a princess was more about finding out all of her identity rather than, you know, her choosing a destiny and, you know, following a path that is her own. Um, because if you look at Tangled, it's not really her journey, it's Eugene's journey. Um, Rapunzel is just finding out truths along the way, but in uh tangled before ever after we see rapunzel you know trying to fit in uh to this new kingdom and wondering what her role is what her purpose is and it, one part is you know being a princess i mean she's that by blood but it's something much more and we see that in the series of when she goes on this journey it's her choice to find out what her destiny is and it's wonderful that we get to see along the way she, you know, she gets closer to her friends. She goes through these emotional up and downs with Cass and she almost gains a sister in Cass because we find out, spoiler alert, that Cass was her, you know, was Mother Gothel's uh, daughter before she abandoned Cass to take Rapunzel away in this tower. Um, so the basic plot of the whole thing is, you know, Rapunzel's getting used to life in the kingdom. And it's like, you know, she's like, I, I love being with my family and with Eugene, but not necessarily that she wants more, but well, I mean, kind of, she, she wants to still be able to go out on adventures and be, independent and she isn't really getting that she's feeling smothered by everything she wants to be single and in a relationship yeah exactly. yeah honestly that's kind of what she wants uh she wants adventure in the great wide somewhere she wants it more than she can tell mm-hmm. and so when her lady-in-waiting Cassandra, actually i'm jumping ahead a little bit um there's there's a couple scenes um uh, that kind of just drive this home specifically with rapunzel and her being smothered by the guards that have to detail her throughout the town that was a really fun scene with some great comedic timing yes (laughs) like just oh my gosh that was all on point what's what's really great about the movie and this carries over to the show is how they can do really good action and have really good heartfelt moments but still just have some really good slapstick when needed and i think that's great because it's something that I think Frozen does well too, but I think Frozen mostly saves that kind of stuff for Olaf and Sven as opposed mm-hmm. to giving it to any of the main characters. Whereas, no, 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 Entangled, everyone gets some slapstick beats and it's great. I, I just think there's a lot of humor in Tangled Before Ever After. The, the Tangled world itself is just so fun. And, you know, we get to be reintroduced to Pascal and Maximus and uh, we get new friends along the way. Um, but we just see the return of, you know, the the uh, pub thugs, uh, hook hand, hook foot. Um, everybody comes back. And, and that's what I love 
I love that. I love it so much. Even with this most serious character, like Cassandra, um, she has so many good, funny moments and and not even only in the movie, in the series. She comes off as such a serious character and I love how they, I just love it, you know? It's so good. Collection of of weapons. It's like, where's the war? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. She loves to fight. You know, she's she's always prepared to take someone down if if the opportunity would ever arise. And she and she and Eugene do not get along at all. And it's quite funny. We don't really know. We we don't really know why they butt heads other than just they they butt heads. You know, they don't get along. It's just established very quickly that no, they don't like each other. It's 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 you know your best friend isn't always uh, mixed well with your romantic partner, and that's I feel like that's a fun cliche to explore. But also, they definitely dive into it more in the series. Yeah, uh, as they grow um, closer, they find ways to you know reintroduce these old characters while continuing to expand on their stories and then bringing in new characters and making the world richer. Um, Like my favorite character um, is Monty, the candy store owner. And I love that he was introduced as someone who is jolly. He loves everyone in town. Everyone loves Uncle Monty, but he doesn't like Rapunzel. And it's in an, an episode that you find out why he doesn't like Rapunzel. And, you know, Rapunzel, she, in return, doesn't like Uncle Monty. And I love that they have someone that, you know, someone that doesn't like Rapunzel. And that's how life is. Not everyone's going to like you. And Rapunzel has to learn that. Um, And the other thing that happens that's um, a really big catalyst for everything is uh, Eugene decides, oh, hey, Right before Rapunzel's coronation, um, during this um, during this whole banquet, where by the way, Eugene gets sat at the kids' table, which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> that's my okay. My friend and I—that's our like one of our favorite things of the entire of the entire movie. We just we love that part. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. It's wonderful. I love Cassandra and Eugene's. Rivalry. It's always that was Cassandra that put him there, right? Yes. Yes, I love that. That's so funny. She's my one of my favorite characters of all time. I will say, I I just love her personality and the way that because obviously she wasn't in the movie, like she wasn't in Tangled, so they established her very quickly as you know. Obviously, every princess has got to have a lady in waiting, and Cassandra is you know. Kind of badass. She's awesome. Yes. She really is. Um, but then Eugene is like, oh, hey, I'm going to take this moment to propose to Rapunzel. And at first she's like, oh, my gosh. And then she kind of thinks about it. It's like, okay, but, you know, because Eugene, I think if he had not just kept going on, she would have said yes. But when he started going on about how you know, oh, I want to grow old together in this castle with you. She's like, eh, <laughs> yeah, not so much. Uh, the well, I don't think we're. I don't think we're gonna rent anything better. I think my favorite scene is Rapunzel. Like she's standing in the middle of the throne room. Eugene has just proposed to her, and she's like, um, and you know, it's it's just such a relatable moment, especially for you know young women um and that's the thing Rapunzel appeals to you know not only children but to uh you know young adults as well especially young women and you know she makes it clear in that movie and in the series if you watch that you know she's not saying no to Eugene she's just saying not yet because she has so much more to to discover and to and so many friends to make and adventures to go on and you know eventually they do get married but she needed to find out who she was and what her destiny was before she could get married and and share her life with someone else (laughs) yeah (laughs) have you tried shanghai disneyland i mean their castle is pretty huge (laughs) 
but so um, she goes to her room and then Cass is like, well, hey, I know a secret way out of here. She kind of mentioned that earlier and Rapunzel's like, oh yeah, I definitely need that. Let's do it. Um, and they sneak out and they go, of course, immediately the way that they go is across this crumbling bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. It's choices. like the bridge to Hogwarts had been attacked by the dragon and they just <laughs> yes. never repaired it. Um, they go across the bridge to um, the Briar Rose place, basically, where the flower had, had previously grown. Yes. Which, this is kind of a question from the movie. How did they know to look there for that flower? It's like, I oh, we've heard legend of this flower, but... I think they just were searching for... I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I, think I, I thought I always thought it was because Mother Gothel slipped up like she accidentally. Oh yeah, like, she's yeah, that's right. She didn't hide it correctly. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. I remember that now. And so they were that's able right. to see the glow because she didn't put the cover over it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's all grown up with like, like I said, um, like giant thorns. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks very reminiscent of the. The briars from uh, from like Sleeping Beauty, and it looks really cool. Yeah, I think we should uh, also talk a little bit about the score for not just the music, but like the musical score for this is. Oh really yeah, cool. the part where she gets her hair back, and they bring in like the full choir. And, oh and- yeah, that was really cool. And there's so lots powerful. of great nighttime shots with her against the moon, and just mm-hmm. like. And the backgrounds again, just the animation is incredible. But yeah, the 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 score is just top notch. They seriously were just like, okay, we're gonna go all out for this show. Yeah, and, and it doesn't get any worse throughout the series. Yeah, it's no, not one no of those where it's like, okay, well, they did this it. for the TV movie, but they're not gonna give the same love to the the show. It's like, no, because this is basically just. This is basically just an extended pilot. Right. You know, it's it's similar to, like I said earlier, a Stitch. And I'm trying to think of another example um, of a TV movie, not like one that was in theaters that they then launched a show off of, like, like the successful Jimmy Neutron or the failed Wonder Park, for example. Remember when Wonder Park was going to be a thing? You know, I I don't think I ever thought it was going to be a thing. I was like, there's no way that that gets to be a full series. And Well, not with that kind of movie. (laughs) Because it was a bad movie. And maybe also don't spend all your money on the voice cast. Maybe maybe get a better screenwriter. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Garner and John Oliver and uh, Matthew Broderick were clearly just there collecting paychecks. But that's Wonder Park, and we're thankful that did not get a series. Yeah, Tangled did, and that Disney I, actually like. A lot of people talk about how like oh, Tangled the series wasn't treated really well by Disney, but like it was treated a heck of a lot better than most of their other shows. Like my sister has like the Lego, uh, caravan that they ride in in season two. No way. And there's like uh, we have like a little figurine set with like all Cassandra. I mean, you're doing pretty good if you get a whole Lego set based on your TV series. Exactly. Anything, let alone a Disney animated show. So that means that this show was like it was really good for just merchandising as a whole, and so they actually gave them the money to get Mencken and Slater and mm-hmm. to stick with one animation studio for the whole run, which is extremely <laughs> as weird opposed there. as opposed to dumping it to the less expensive overseas studios like overseas meeting Star. Not, not Canada for the latest Star versus season. like those first seven episodes were Mercury, and then they're just like, uh, we can't afford you. Anymore. We can't afford this. It's too expensive. <laughs> we should probably talk about the villains in this movie. Yeah, like there, I really liked. Like, I guess it was um, kind of kind of expected that there was going to be some sort of antagonist. I was not the first time I saw it. I did not see it coming because I just never see anything coming. But um, <laughs> um, 
what I'm kind of disappointed with is with the series, they don't really revisit them a lot again. So she um, doesn't come back? What, what was her name again? She does. She does, but in minor roles. Lady Kane. Yeah, Lady, Lady, Lady Kane. Kane. There's, um, there's elements of um, like what what the what what this does it just kind of establishes a couple rogues and mm-hmm. kind of lays the groundwork for criminality in Corona, which is an important thing to establish. But I don't think I think the villains were by far the weakest part of this whole movie. Definitely. Yeah, they're not very memorable. I mean, Lady Kane is definitely kind of cool um you know she's got like the tattoos and stuff so she looks kind of badass but it's like she kind of doesn't really do a whole lot other than just sneak in and the the main thing she does is infiltrate everything and and break the couple of rogues out Mm -hmm. you know you you imprisoned my father so i wanted to show you what that feels like and i broke out five other rogues out of the whole kingdom it's a it's 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 fine. It's serviceable because, like, they have so it's, much else to do. It's not but... the point of the yeah. story, and it's not the the heart of everything. It's just there so we can kind of get the the final climax scene where everything falls into place, and um, she has to reveal that her hair has actually grown back to everyone. Because yeah. the other the other thing that's kind of fun is after her hair grows back, she's trying to hide it. Yeah, not very mm-hmm. successfully under this enormous wig woman well, hide her- your hair right now <laughs> <laughs> at first she tries to hide it from eugene and she is completely unsuccessful at that you don't need to hide anything from me hide your hair <laughs> hide your hair <laughs> oh my gosh just the the characterizations the way that um the way that Eugene and Rapunzel interact is just so it 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 feels like an organic carryover from the movie. It's so well written. It's so good. The characters are by far my favorite part of this entire series. I mean, my like, uh, <laughs> it makes me have chills because there's one character. Like they introduce new characters, but it connects so well with the movie the way that they do it and it connects so well with the story and it's just so well written they write the characters so so well there's even one character who is cut from the movie who makes it into the series he's like a guy who like knows all the lore of corona and the stories and he like his character design was originally for the tango movie but he got cut and they managed to work him into the series there's so much cool cool work that they did with even the stuff that was deleted from the movie yeah the the characters are just amazing i i will say that this is probably like these are probably my favorite characters from any series that i've watched i have not watched a lot of series um but the characters in this series are something special that i'll always remember yeah and circling back to just i i just can't get over how good Clancy brown's performance is as as the king oh my gosh just the the way that you know, someone who has been traumatized by this horrifying experience of, um, you know, losing someone very close to them and then get, getting them back and trying to be like, okay, how do I not lose them again? You know, that's really, really powerful stuff. You know, you, you can tell that, like, you can just feel all of that emotion in every, every, every word that he says to her. But I think there is, you know, something that other Disney movies have tackled um, in terms of the, you know, parental relationship with, you know, their, you know, their daughters. And, you know, Rapunzel learns that, you know, her kidnapping really traumatized her father. And he, you know, is like, we need to lock down the castle and keep her here forever. And in essence, she's almost locked away in this tower again and Rapunzel really has to, you know, stand up for herself and say, this is my life and I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to kick butt and and fight these hooligans. And this is the kind of ruler and person that I am. And I think a lot of people can relate to Rapunzel in that way that, you know, she may have lived this sheltered life, but she's choosing 
who to be in the world and she chooses kindness she chooses understanding um but sometimes she can be a tough cookie and uh you know she has to learn uh just the ways of life and it's it's a very coming of age story especially yeah that last conversation before he walks out where he's saying you know I don't uh, I don't understand why you said no, but I'm going to work to understand why. Yes. And you can just, you can really feel, you know, the heart in his performance there. And yeah. it's it's just so good. Clancy Brown can friggin' act. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Clancy Brown is, he's he's a master of, mm-hmm. of, of voice acting. You know who else is in this? Is Dietrich Bader. Yes, he plays Stan, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> He's also uh, Milo's dad in Milo Murphy. Yep. Yes. Nuh-uh. Oh my gosh. Diedrich Bader. That's so, cool. that's so, so cool. I'm like, okay, I know I recognize that voice. It's like, yeah, that's Diedrich Bader. I'm like, of course it is. That's so yeah. awesome. And I believe Dee Bradley Baker does all of Pascal's little noises and everything. How did I not know this? <laughs> Yeah, D. Bradley Baker, I think he has the most credits of anybody ever. Like, if there's a show and it has an animal in it, and it's True. not D. Bradley Baker, that's the exception. Steven he, Universe, yeah. he's Lion, he's Perry, he's, you know, he's he's in every show. That's true. And also, I'm pretty sure he's in Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Not like he has his own series where he voices for for all four main characters coming out in March or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> God, I'd love to have I'd love to have Deep Bradley Baker on the show at some point. Could you imagine? That would be insane. That would be amazing. Be oh amazing. my gosh. I mean, just from the panels that he's done for Comic Con, he seems like such a cool guy. He seems so genuine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have to say? I feel like we're kind of, you know, the, the thing is, it's a really good movie, but it's like, I think we kind of already went over everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah, there's not, it, it is definitely foundational. I don't think it's like an instant classic movie or something that you want to revisit. It's a, like it's a, a good ton. pilot. It's a good pilot. It's an amazing definitely. pilot. It's, yeah. It's, I think yeah. it's about as good as a pilot episode can get. And that's the thing about a pilot is, that's never the episode you revisit the most. If a show peaks at its pilot, you did something, something wrong, wrong. Something horrible happened. Exactly. So I think this is as good a pilot as you're going to get. And the songs are excellent. You're going to listen to those. But like, you know, like, you know, the whole two minute horse chase at the beginning. Are you ever really going to want to go back and rewatch? It's like, no, there's 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 elements of it that are just set up for this. Yeah, specifically. I love the world of Tangled and I love how Disney TVA um, brought this world uh, to the small screen. And yeah, I love I love the world of Tangled and I hope that you all can go to Disney Plus and watch the movie and the series. But I think I think overall, uh, what is it? Tangled before ever after that's what it's called. It, it pays attention to the canon the lore. It does a good job establishing the main mystery for the series. It's got decent pacing, you know, forgettable villain. But that's okay because you have the series to create other villains. I, I, would, uh, I would make an argument. <laughs> I would make an argument that the gnomes and tourists trapped are more memorable of a villain than, uh, than the villains we got in here. Oh, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> tourist trap is a tighter story, too. I think yeah i think this story is a little bit looser but that's okay because they're going for the movie length and it also gives you a chance to get a better feel for the characters which i like yeah and it's just really nice to be with those characters again like even when the scene isn't plot relevant or anything it's like you're just hanging out with the characters and it's like it's good to be back in this world Mm -hmm. feels like you're hanging out with some good friends kind of like recording a podcast together yeah (laughs) yeah All right, so I think that's all we really have here. So does anyone have anything they want to plug? You can always find me, Jonathan, at PFMML News on Twitter and at The Second Dimension on YouTube. I am making videos again. So new content Yay! is being uploaded on Saturdays right now. So Ooh, you can find new videos there. 
I'm at It's Kate the Great on Twitter, and that's about it. <laughs> I have nothing really to plug. Just stay safe, and you know, people are gonna listen in the future and be like, "What? What are they talking about?" <laughs> but just stay safe. <laughs> wear a mask. Stay home. Be safe. And uh, thank you so much for you know listening in. You can find me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. I actually just released a video all about Six Flags Magic Mountain. My thoughts on the park and my critiques and what I would change. And if you like that video, I'm actually planning on doing a similar one all about my first trip to Legoland, Florida. So that's going to be coming out within the next couple weeks. In other news, uh, it's not really new news because I've been putting this at the end of my podcast for a while now. I'm actually planning on bringing back my flagship series, Theme Park Backlot, which has been on hiatus since April for obvious reasons. The next episode is going to be all about Walt Disney World Resort infrastructure, the resorts, and Disney Springs. Specifically, the changes that have happened since um, Dave made his videos about those things. So expect that within the next several months. I'm not entirely sure when it's going to be out. I just started working on it so you can also find this podcast on twitter at podcast acronym if you like this and want to hear more be sure to subscribe leave us a review and give us five stars that really helps us out in the algorithm you can find us on anchor and all the other usual places google play spotify apple podcasts and more next week for the first time on the podcast without a cool acronym we're going to be discussing a disney junior show that's right, next week on the podcast without a cool acronym, we're looking at the Muppet Madness of Muppet Babies. So, they make our dreams come true. You won't want to miss it. That show is absolutely delightful. And I got the wind in my hair and a song in my heart and the fun's only starting. I got a skip in my step and I haven't a care. And everything life ought to be, well I know that it's waiting for me.